Will the Denver Broncos reunite the Bash brothers in 2024? Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton headlined the position room last season. Will it return here this upcoming year? We'll break that down and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The Broncos offseason is officially going to heat up a month from now as NFL free agency will kick off. Will the Broncos linebacker room look different in 2024? Welcome into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to Broncos country and all the everydayers out there for making us your first listen of the day every single day. Just a reminder, you get Lockdown Broncos every single day all year long for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So do us a favor. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe or that follow button so you never miss out on what's going on with your favorite team from an objective point of view. I'm Cody Rourke. Cover the Broncos for Mile High Sports as a reporter every single day. Joined alongside, as always, by Sarah Bettinger, who covers the Broncos for PredominantlyOrange.com as their site expert. We have you covered here every day all year long. Locked on Broncos here, Sarah. As we continue our positional outlook, our review from 2023, our forecast for 2024, we're going to take a look here at the inside linebacker position, which I feel like this is one of those positions when you ask Broncos fans, I feel like there's different pulses on this position. I'm very curious to see where you fall on this, but the general consensus that I've gotten, I think a lot of Broncos fans think that the inside linebacker position for Denver, particularly with Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, isn't great. In my opinion, I disagree. I feel like it's been a pretty solid unit for them, and there's other reasons why maybe we can talk about their performances have been hit or miss or inconsistent at times. I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with them specifically, but we'll dive deeper into that later. I, I'm curious for your thoughts. 2023 was a very, very interesting year for the Broncos. And look, headlined by a guy who plays with his hair on fire all the time. Alex Singleton led the team in tackles, set a record this year. I mean, they, they played with a lot of energy despite how ugly it was through those first five weeks of the NFL regular season for the defense. Yeah, you called these guys the Bash Brothers, and that's kind of what I feel like they are out there. I mean, they they are out there attacking, and they play not necessarily uh, reckless or anything like that. But I think they they like you said they play with their hair on fire. They're super intense. We saw a lot more blitzing from Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell this past season than we've kind of become accustomed to. I don't think we necessarily saw these guys attacking and making plays at or behind the line of scrimmage like we maybe wanted to or like we saw in 2022 when they were playing for a zero Evero. But I mean, 285 total tackles between these two guys. They are productive. They're, like I said, making plays as pass rushers at times when they're asked to do so, making plays in coverage. But they're. I think the tension here is that there's maybe something to be desired. Like Broncos country sees the Fred Warners of the league and they're like, well, that's what you got to strive for. And it's like, well, there's not many Fred Warners out there. And of course, I think athletically Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, they may not be on the top tier in terms of where guys are at. I mean, again, to use the 49ers or even the Baltimore Ravens as an example, right? The the guys that they have at that position, there's so much, uh, the, the time speed is crazy. The vertical jump off the charts. I mean, the, they're, they're RAS guys, you know, relative athletic score heroes playing for those teams. The Broncos don't necessarily have that. What they have is two guys that play instinctive, they, they know what they're doing. They're always in the right place or typically always in the right place. I think what was disappointing about 2023, Cody, 
missed tackles. And that wasn't all on Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell, but I think that's probably why uh, a good portion of Broncos country is thinking maybe that this team can upgrade at off-ball linebacker. And to me, I feel like that a lot of that is maybe scheme issue or even personnel issues. You and I have talked about this, I think, various times throughout the season and kind of the buildup, especially when Denver's allowed a lot of yards on the ground. Missed tackles, obviously, as you mentioned, have been a huge thing. But so much of it, too, has been Denver hasn't been able to be consistent in terms of stopping the run on the defensive interior. And there were times where they would go outside or try to kick inside just where, you know, the outside linebacker was because they would pin a defensive end inside or, you know, it was easy for an offensive line for an opposing team to double down initially on the three technique or, you know, whether it was a, a two eye, whatever, and then to be able to get up to the play side linebacker, which when you have an offensive lineman coming up and getting hands on you at the second level, that's an issue. And so Denver, you, we'll obviously dive deeper. And I think later on this week, talk about the D line. Denver needs better defensive line penetration. They need guys who are dogs against the run there. I think it'll make the inside linebackers job a lot easier, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's hard today to find guys like uh, the green laws and the Fred Warners and the Patrick Queens, the Roquan Smiths of the world, like an inside linebacker. There aren't many dudes out there who are built like that. And it's hard to find a guy like that. So I think when you look at the standard around the NFL, it, those teams are like exceptions to what you have at that position. Really good players. Everybody else is, as you mentioned, instinctive. And Denver could obviously be better in coverage. I, I think so much of it is going to be relative to scheme. And I'm very curious to see what Sean Payton and Vance Joseph have decided and talked about when they look at linebackers specifically. Where did Denver excel? Where did they struggle? And how can they improve those areas where they struggled? I think that's the the question we have for this position going into the offseason. But also at the same time, you look at maybe even some of the depth at inside linebacker. We thought going into the year, Denver is going to be relatively deep. Obviously, they drafted Drew Sanders out of Arkansas in the third round. And then jo uh, Jonas Griffith, who we all talked about, has all the potential in the world to be a really good starter in the NFL. Super athletic, super physical, probably the best body type on the entire roster for Denver goes down with an ACL injury in training camp. So many questions there. And so, and then obviously you have Justin Sternod, who's been a guy who's been on the roster for several years, missed, you know, I think initially his rookie season with a hand injury, had a couple of injuries, but has emerged into one of the team's best special teams players. So overall, Denver, I don't think that they got impacted as much from injuries in 2023 inside linebacker as they did last season in 2022 uh, when Nathaniel Hackett was the head coach. So I feel like overall, if I had to give maybe 2023 a grade at the position, I mean, Sarah, I, I feel like a, I'd give it a B or maybe even like a C plus in terms of that. I think it's just really hard when you factor in all the circumstances of how Denver's defense started. They went on a stretch where they're playing ridiculous. Alex Singleton obviously playing really good football. Josie Jewell playing really good football. But at times, Denver's defense as a whole wasn't consistent enough, and that included the linebacker play there. What would you give it in terms of a grade if you had to looking back in 2023? I think I agree with you. A C plus or a B is really kind of where I would land as well. Just uh, it wasn't like it was underwhelming or anything like that. We saw, I mean, Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton both made plays during that stretch where the Broncos were, I mean, third best in the NFL in terms of points per game allowed, obviously creating more turnovers than any other team in the league during that stretch that those guys played an instrumental part in that. They were forcing turnovers. They were recovering fumbles. They were doing all those sorts of things. And so there, there, there's a, just a, a level of maybe disconnect or tension of where, like you said, that consistency. Was it there all 17 games? No, but was it good enough to the point that maybe Sean Payton and Vance Joseph and the front office, they're going to come together and look at this and say, hey, what we had in 2023, it can 
it can either stay the same or be even better in 2024. And where do we, what do we really think of that? Or what would it be like to insert somebody else next to Alex Singleton? Because remember this new staff came in and they, after watching Singleton's tape from 2022, they agreed and signed off on handing him that three-year contract last offseason. So it's something that I think they're they're looking to pair somebody with Singleton. Whether that's Josie Jewell or not, I think that's the question mark that we're going to be talking about upcoming on today's episode. Now, will Josie Jewell return to the Broncos? Is he set to become an unrestricted free agent here on March 13th when the new league year rolls around? That's something we're going to talk about and answer here on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at DoorDash. And what a football game that was this past weekend. But as usual, the commercials, they stole the show as always. DoorDash, they went all out for game day and they DoorDash stuff from all the ads to one lucky winner, cars, snacks, and even tax software, and somehow they pulled it off. I didn't win, but you got to hand it to them. It was one heck of a delivery. And DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs, from restaurants and groceries to flowers and gifts, especially with Valentine's Day coming up this week. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered. And if you didn't have a chance to hit the grocery store last weekend after all the big game commotion, or maybe your bar cart has been mysteriously cleared out, Stock back up for the week ahead with delivery from DoorDash. Whatever watch party or anything party you've got coming up, get it delivered with DoorDash. Football season may be over, but we're in the thick of basketball games this school year. And let's face it, winter. And I can think of a million reasons daily to order DoorDash. So hop on the app and make your day a little easier. Get dinner for tonight, groceries for the week, or a consolation prize for your sad friends that are in San Francisco all on DoorDash. DoorDash, your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app to get everything that you need delivered. Are we going to see Josie Jewell back with the Denver Broncos in 2023? What does the future hold for Drew Sanders, who was initially drafted as an off-ball linebacker but ended up playing off the edge? We're going to discuss those questions and more facing the Denver Broncos off-ball linebacker or inside linebacker position here in 2024. But I want to say thank you and give a shout-out to all of you everyday listeners of Locked On Broncos out there you listen to the show on your commute to or from work, if you're on the treadmill, if you watch the show on YouTube, especially those of you that subscribe and like the show and engage in the comment section, man, we appreciate you so much. And you know that we're going to be here with you every single step of the way this offseason on Lockdown Broncos, the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere that you listen to podcasts. And Cody, this is a big question facing the Denver Broncos in 2024 at off-ball linebacker because really there's enough areas of this roster that need to get addressed that you would like to not have this position group be a major issue, right? You don't want to have to go high in the draft anymore. You don't want to have to go after big money free agents here to make a move. You want to be able to do something that's going to give you high-level play, obviously at a team-friendly price with additions needing to be made elsewhere is first of all, is Josie Jewell going to be coming back? I know you've talked to Josie a lot. Does he want to come back? What's his stance? Where do you think the Broncos go with Josie, the outlaw in 2024? I, I part of me thinks he will be back, and and he's expressed to me, he's expressed openly in the media, he'd love to come back to Denver. They've got a really good bond inside that locker room, and uh, look, I think the defense they all spend time together away from football, which is good because then you have chemistry off the field, which can help you with your chemistry on the field. Uh, Josie wants to come back to Denver, but he also understands, hey, this is the business side of the National Football League. There are going to be teams that are going to be interested in him. And ultimately, I think at this point, 
for Josie, a veteran guy, and obviously, as you know, an Iowa Hawkeye that you know and love, he will get the opportunity. Maybe a team will pay him a lot of money. And also, I think maybe he's going to weigh like, will he take a deal where maybe he was kind of similar to what he made last time, but does he have a chance to go play for a contender? I think these are things that are appealing, um, but he would love to return to Denver. And I think a lot of it's going to be contingent upon where's the team at. You mentioned NFL free agency. Well, I don't think Denver's going to be able to go out there in free agency and get a linebacker, a top tier linebacker. That'll be an upgrade over what Josie can bring to the table. Look, you're not going to get a guy like Patrick queen. Look, he's going to hit free agency. I believe as well in Baltimore, Denver's not going to have the money or the financial means to be able to do that and to go pursue a guy like him as good of a player as he would be there. So I think Josie does come back maybe a one or two year extension. I mean, we could see a one year deal, right? But I feel like a two year deal would be the sweet spot here. For the Broncos, I think he will be back. I'm curious to see if you'll think he'll be back. And also, there's another linebacker that the Broncos are that are going to have to hit free agency that is coming off of an injury. A little bit more team control here. But Jonas Griffith, as we talked about towards ACL and training camp, is fully on pace to be ready to go, full go for the start of training camp. And OTAs here coming up in a couple of months. So another interesting dynamic there as well. And a potential like, hey, if Josie Jewell does go elsewhere, like this is a guy who has prior starting experience and is projected to be viewed by the team as a guy who can start for them might also be an option for them. Well, and I think a budget-friendly option, too. Like, that's something that has to be considered here is the Broncos are going to be relying upon, you know, the the development of players from within and guys that can, you know, produce greater than their financial means, right? They're, they're going to be looking for the most cost-effective, and that's not to say they're going to be pinching pennies at every single position group, but the, the off-ball linebacker position is one that historically I think you can pinch pennies a little bit and get great value. You don't necessarily have to pay the Roquan Smiths, the Fred Warners, to be able to have this kind of great linebacker play. I think where the Broncos go, it's going to be interesting to see. I do think Josie Jewell will come back on, like you said, a one- to two-year deal. But I also like the idea of Jonas Griffith coming back into the mix, coming off that injury. Like you said, great body type, six foot four, 250 pounds, guy tested off the charts coming out of college. The Broncos felt like he was going to be a special teams guy and kind of stumbled into, remember the offseason in 2022, where it's like, man, we cannot <laughs> keep this guy off the field. The potential is there. And so... You've got to take some shots like that. We talk about this every offseason. You can't fix every roster need with a first or second round pick or a big money free agent. That's how a lot of fans want to operate in the offseason. You just can't do it. You have to rely on player development. You have to rely on hitting on some of these dart throws. It's like Alex Singleton. Remember, you and I talked on this show I certainly wasn't a believer in Alex Singleton becoming a starter for the Broncos, but they signed him for less than what you would pay a sixth or seventh round draft pick. He ends up, you know, like you said, setting a team record for tackles in a season. So there's things like that, that man, you, you may not necessarily bank on it, but you bank on the competition, you bank on player development. And Jonas Griffith is one of those guys that I think you have to rely on his talent a little bit. Like you said, team control, restricted free agent. I don't think the Broncos are going to go out and tender him at, you know, three, four million or whatever it is. They might go original round tender. They might just try to re-sign him at their own price. But I think that's a, a way for them to go budget friendly and get a talented guy to compete at a, a position of need. When you talk about a guy that has some of the traits that, you know, not saying he's Fred Warner, but he has some Fred Warner like traits to his ability or Drake Greenlaw like traits to him. Now you talk about elite relative athletics where he's a, he's a true rascal. If we're really talking about it, he's gotten and he's demonstrated flashes that on tape already. I think George Payton 
sees the vision for him. As long as George Payton is here, I think that Jonas Griffith will be around. I think so much will also be contingent upon what we see here from Sean Payton going forward. But yeah, I think it's a valid question. Now, there's another one that we have to ask here. Drew Sanders, who they drafted in round three of the 2023 NFL draft last year, started off as an off-ball linebacker, moved to edge rusher. Will he go back to off-ball or will he stay at edge? That's a question I feel like we definitely are trying to figure out. Maybe Sean Payton will give us that answer when he meets with us at the NFL Combine here in a few weeks. Yeah, I can't wait to see what their plan is for Drew Sanders because he's he's so talented, you know, and we got to see that a number of different times last year in the preseason working as an off-ball linebacker. He had that interception, and I think we saw the potential, the flashes, but the instant impact, I don't know if the Broncos necessarily banked on that being in, you know, his rookie season. I think they knew that this was going to be a year of kind of discovery, giving him reps at either spot, training him with guys at the coaching staff like Remember they brought in Rob Ninkovich last offseason. That's a guy that versatility is the name of his game, you know? So there's there's different people that they brought in. Michael Wilhoyt, he's played a lot of different roles as an NFL player as well. The outside linebackers coach, Jamar Kane, coaching up guys who float between D-end and, you know, outside linebackers. So the versatility aspect of Drew Sanders' game is fascinating. I think you would love to see him be able to find a home at off-ball linebacker. And if the Broncos believe that that's where his home could be and just maybe floating him around the you know the defensive formation, I think maybe they do say, hey, Josie, we, we've loved having you. We'll see you soon or see you later and, and let Drew Sanders take that role full-time. That is going to be crucial. And like you said, maybe we'll glean something more from Sean Payton as he talks at the scouting combine, things like that. But Drew Sanders, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I liked him better, Cody, last year. It was limited reps at both spots, off-ball linebacker and edge rusher. I don't know where I liked him better. I don't know what your thoughts are there too, but man, he's in, he's a fascinating case that could determine some direction on this roster in 2024. We're going to open the floor up to you, everybody in Broncos country listening or watching on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. Where do you think Drew Sanders will stick? Will he stay at outside linebacker? Will he move back to the off-ball linebacker position? Drop it in the YouTube comments if you're watching there. One thing we are going to do, we're like weathermen here. We're going to give a little bit of a forecast of the 2024 season, specifically at inside linebacker. We'll share that here on today's brand new episode. Lockdown Broncos. Today's Lockdown Broncos podcast is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel Sportsbook. And FanDuel, as you know, it is America's number one sportsbook. And get your buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. If you sign up as a brand new customer, you place a $5 bet that wins. You're automatically going to get $150 in bonus bets if it wins, you can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams. Now the football season is over. The NBA season is in full swing and you can go on to quick bets. You can get live same game parlays, exclusive props and more. If you believe Nikola Jokic is going to win the MVP this year, that's obviously a safe bet for you to place on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. You can see all the different things from the money line, what the spread is for various games that you're going to see on your NBA lineup on a day to day basis all over there. On FanDuel, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Once again, FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 
As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, we'll get into the forecast of the inside linebacker position, sharing our predictions as to what that position room will look like here this upcoming season. Before we do that, we just want to say thank you so much once again to everybody in Broncos country, all the everydayers out there for making us your first listen of the day every single day. Even though that the offseason is here, there's still so much to talk about. There's still so much to build upon here as the team prepares for the offseason. The NFL combine coming up, NFL free agency, the NFL draft. You don't want to miss out on anything that's going on with the team. We give you all the inside information from an objective point of view, and you get that here. So don't forget, make sure you tune in every single day, all year long, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Getting to our weather forecast, look, I I feel like if you ever want to be in an industry where you're more than likely going to be wrong more than you're going to be right. Either choose to be a weather person or you get into sports media, right? There's two things there. And look, we're in sports media here. I've had plenty of wrong takes and observations we all have here. But I think it's always hard to project maybe what a position room is going to look like, what decisions a team is going to make. I think you and I kind of shared our thoughts a little bit earlier here in the last segment. I think we both believe that Josie Jewell is going to be re-signed to a team-friendly deal. And I think you, if you, if that's the case, like that means that you have a plan at least for the foreseeable future at that position. You've got Alex Singleton locked up for quite some time here. So what does this mean going forward? What are some areas where Denver needs to improve at that position? I think that's a very, very interesting conversation here. If the Broncos run it back with Josie and Alex Singleton, what is it in your opinion, sir, that they, from a positional standpoint, can do better themselves? Well, I think coverage aspect is where a lot of fans are feeling this linebacker position is lacking because these guys aren't super dynamic in space. And really, linebackers over the course of history, they're not going to be, right? They're bigger guys. They attack the line of scrimmage. They're supposed to go take on blocks, and they're supposed to make plays behind the line of scrimmage. They're not necessarily always going to be able to cover man-to-man some of the best pass-catching running backs or tight ends in the NFL. So there's there's never going to be, in my opinion, a, a Travis Kelsey killer. We saw Fred Warner get duked at line of scrimmage in the Super Bowl by hey, Travis Kelsey. And he's and Kelsey's my age, Cody. So, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's entering his mid-30s here, still juking Fred Warner out at the line of scrimmage. I mean, shouts out to the mid-30s kings out there. But I, I think there's, there's not going to be a a guy at linebacker that's going to be able to do that. But what you need is consistency in coverage. And and so I think that's where these guys have been lacking. And is the sample size too big now for both Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton? I I didn't put this in the show notes, Cody, but I had an interesting name I wanted to throw your way here. How about a guy like Isaiah Simmons, who was traded away by the Arizona Cardinals right after Vance Joseph was let go by that team, obviously, He gets traded to the New York Giants, had a season this past year where he didn't allow a single touchdown in coverage. So vast improvement from Isaiah Simmons this past season, maybe a budget friendly guy to look for there. If the Broncos want to keep Drew Sanders off the edge, if they want to say, hey, Josie, we're going to go for a higher upside. I think that guy could be an interesting name to watch for in the offseason if the Broncos do go for somebody in free agency. I feel like it'd be a very interesting conversation because I remember when Vance was the DC there, like the conversation that you saw on social media was Vance ruined Isaiah Simmons, right? And I don't know how much truth there is to that or whether or not like it's a it's a fallacy or anything like that. But we know it coming out of college in Clemson. Remember when we were like, man, if the Broncos could just somehow get Isaiah Simmons, it would be an unbelievable pairing here alongside Justin Simmons for Denver secondary in terms of what they can do. But you mentioned a guy who's kind of like a hybrid safety linebacker. I think in today's NFL, you need that. And maybe you if 
Maybe you could kill two birds with one stone. We already know some of the concerns about the Broncos' safety position, the depth at that position overall. Simmons is a guy that can also play special teams for you as well. So, I mean, I don't think that's a, a far cry to maybe look at and be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but I would be very curious to see if there's any Cardinals fan that somehow stumbles upon this. Let's know a little bit deeper, like what happened with Simmons and Vance Joseph in Arizona? Was it Vance Joseph's fault for what happened? I don't know. Was it an organizational thing? Could be. Not sure at this point here. But you talk about Drew Sanders maybe continuing to stay at the edge rusher position. I think Jonas Griffith, you and I are in agreement, will probably re-sign with the team. Really the bigger question here, Justin Sternot also set to become a free agent. We know he's a key special teams player, and we know how Denver special teams really if you look at one unit this year that made the biggest jump, it was special teams. He was a big part of it. He and Tremont Smith were the number one and number two guys on their leaderboard in terms of production at special teams and how they were graded. So my question is, do we see Justin Sternod return here this offseason as well? I think you have to find a way because he's been a proven guy on special teams. We haven't seen him really step foot onto the linebacker position in terms of defense, except in the preseason, which I felt like this preseason, this past one, I thought he did actually a pretty good job, but we haven't seen him step up in the regular season, which ideally is a good thing. That means your starters are healthy, but I think that's kind of the unknown. We don't know what he brings to the table from a defensive standpoint. We know what he, you're going to get from him from special teams, though. And I think that's a big factor, isn't it? Like when you know what you're getting from a guy on special teams, you can take care of that area of the team. That's that's huge for for especially when you can get a guy like that on a cheaper contract. I mean, maybe Justin's going to look for opportunities elsewhere where he can play defensively a little bit more. But maybe that opportunity is in Denver. Like what if they say we're not going to re-sign Josie Jewell and we are going to keep Drew Sanders off the edge, but we're also not going to go after a big name free agent. We're going to let Jonas Griffith and Justin Cernod play things out and maybe a mid to late round draft pick. And we're going to really go budget friendly at the position. Maybe he sees that kind of opportunity as this is my shot to, to get back into Remember, as a rookie in 2020, he was supposed to play a third down role in Vic Fangio's defense right away as a fifth round pick out of Wake Forest. So where's that guy? We need that guy back, right? We need that guy that, that, that one injury that kind of derailed the plans and the the vision back then we need to see that Justin Sternod again and so I think definitely I'm I'm in agreement with you on that one Cody let's let's bring Sternod back for some special teams continuity especially after how improved that group was in 2023. One final thing that we'll talk about here on today's episode of the show we alluded to it a little bit earlier where you can get better production from your inside linebackers is if your defensive line is significantly better on the interior. And look, part of me, I don't know what that looks like. Does that mean that Denver maybe looks at getting in the NFL draft, whether it may be there or signing a guy in free agency to be maybe a nose tackle, right? DJ Jones, I felt like excelled the defensive end. And I thought Zach Allen, those two guys at DN, I'm okay with that. I like that lineup. I felt like a defensive tackle was probably where Denver didn't have enough consistency. And I think a great example, you watch Super Bowl 58, what happened there, especially in overtime. There was one play where Brock Purdy was going to throw like one of those fades, like it was like a fake, and then it was going to be a fade by Jawan Jennings to potentially win the game. But what happened? Frank Clark happened on the defensive interior to pressure Purdy, and it led to obviously an incomplete pass, which led to them kicking a field goal in OT. Sarah, in my opinion, Denver has to get a disruptor, a guy who can rush the quarterback at the defensive line position on the interior. If Denver's defensive line is better, I think the inside linebacker production will be more consistent. 
next year as well. And I think that's going to be something we have to monitor here very closely going forward, which really kind of sets the stage for all you everyday listeners out there in Broncos country. Tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Broncos, Sarah and myself, we're going to take a look at the Broncos defensive line position. We're going to look at who was in, who may be out, and what does the forecast look like at that position specifically now that Marcus Dixon has parted ways with the team. Going to have a new D-line coach. How will that impact what the team decides to do this offseason? We'll break that down and much more on tomorrow's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos. We'll see you then.